we are back again. I'm Dan Lukowitz, Dan on top of all things commercial real estate. Today we've got a really special guest. Special ops, pararescue, Air Force extraordinaire turned investor and broker, Benjamin Sanders. Ben, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing well. Can you hear me okay? Can hear you loud and clear. And man, I must say, perfect. Pretty fly for a special ops guy. Hey, man, I dress up just for you, Dan. All for you. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Yeah. Great to see you. Hey, before we get too before we get too deep, I want to tell all your listeners right now: go to iTunes, pause the podcast, go subscribe and follow Dan's podcast because I know how much work goes into these, and he makes one of the best around. So make sure to subscribe and like his stuff. Hey, I appreciate that very much. We have a lot of fun here. We've gotten a lot of positive feedback, and I'm just grateful for the amazing guests like you that I have on the show. I mean, without the guests, we wouldn't have anything. So thanks, Ben. I appreciate you being on here. So let's just dive right in. I want to ask you something. Who is Benjamin Sanders? That's an easy one. Benjamin Sanders is Dan Lukowitz's biggest fan. (laughs) Oh, man. Okay. As much as I appreciate uh, that, I want to push you further. <laughs> Who the heck is Benjamin yeah, yeah. Sanders? Yeah. So Ben Sanders is a 31-year-old go-getter, 10-year special ops veteran, uh, moving, transitioning into commercial investment sales, right? Specifically multifamily to help generate wealth for buyers and sellers of multifamily properties in and around San Antonio, Texas. Excellent. Well, I will tell you, you're definitely a go-getter. I remember when we met, we interacted, of course, on LinkedIn, and you reached out to me right away, and you're like, Dan, I want to get on the phone. I want to get to know you. I want to network. I want to connect. I want to run some ideas off of you, and it was just real cool to connect with you, and you definitely have that hustle, that grit, that gumption that uh, I've seen in pretty much every single successful commercial real estate broker. I've got no doubt that you're going to blossom into one as well. So let's talk a little bit about your background. Uh, tell me about, you know, I, I know a little bit about you. I, probably, I know more than the audience probably, but but tell us a little bit about your background and, and what you've done and, and how that's gotten you to where you are today. Sure. So, you know, originally want, grew up in, in Florida and my mom was a physical therapist. And I said, I really like kinesiology. I like muscles, tendons, bones. I like how the body works mechanically. So I said, okay, I'm going to go be a physical therapist assistant. It's less school. It's not quite a master's or doctorate degree that it is now. So I went to school for physical therapy and and enjoyed it a lot, but had these kind of this kind of idea that I was going to be working with like high speed, you know, sport or athletes and and fixing young healthy people. And during my internships and during the clinical hours, I realized I'm helping a lot of like geriatric uh, elderly patients, which was extremely rewarding. Um, but it was very slow paced for you know 20 year old Ben, 19 year old sure. Ben Sanders. And so both my parents were in the Air Force. I, and my dad had always told me stories about these pararescue guys and how crazy they were and all this crazy stuff they did because my dad worked on the airplanes that they jumped out of. Sure. And so I heard all these stories about these guys and I was like, man, there's no way I could ever be one of those guys, but that's pretty neat. I kept the whole Air Force thing in my back pocket. And so kind of to rewind back, I'm going through my clinical hours for physical therapy and I said, man, this isn't what I want to do. And I want something more challenging, more fast paced. And I found a YouTube video on pararescue. And it was like, immediately I was hooked. This was the next big thing. This was my next big calling. So I started training for a year, you know, going, finding swimming pools, even if it was during the winter time in Florida. I know most people are like, oh, it's Florida in the winter time. It still gets down below freezing. Most people don't seem to know that. <laughs> but uh, 
man, so I trained for a year, got into the Air Force, into uh, the highly competitive, man, almost 80, 85% of people fail out of pararescue training in the selection course. And it was like a huge daunting task for me. So I prepared for research as much as I could and, and managed to get through with a lot of great, with a lot of great stories. Uh, sorry, Siri's talking to me. Yeah, sure. That's <laughs> um, awesome. So had some great experiences. And now, you know, at the tail end, I've been in the Air Force almost 10 years. And now I'm like, okay, cool. I, came, I did what I came to, into the Air Force to do. I checked the kind of boxes and had a blast doing it. Now mm -hmm. it's time for that next big challenge, right? What's something that's extremely challenging? And I knew the more I told people that I wanted to get into brokerage, specifically multifamily, they're like, oh, you know, most people don't last. You know, it's extremely competitive. And I'm like, perfect. That's exactly yeah. what I wanted to hear. So here I am. Yeah, and you know what you do to that is you just put up your blinders. I mean, anybody who's talking to you yep. like that doesn't have your best interest at heart. And, you know, surround yourself by positive people who are going to be there to support you. And that other stuff, it's just noise, man. That's all it really is. So, you know, For sure. you've got an interesting background, right? Special ops, pararescue in the Air Force. What specific lessons did you learn from those experiences that you carry with you to today? You know, I think the biggest lesson that I've learned, and now if you're, you know, your audience isn't aware, right now I'm an instructor. So I'm the very instructor that I used to hate as a student, right? I'm sure. now behind the clipboard, so to speak. And so, um, you know, during my kind of trials and tribulations and everything I've learned over the last 10 years, one of the biggest things is, is if you give yourself a safety net or if you give yourself a, a tangible backup plan, you increase the chances and the likelihood that you're going to use it. Right. So what I would say is go all in, burn the boats. You know, I, one of the teams as an instructor, one of the teams had their chant, burn the boats. And I had never even heard about that. So I looked it up. Um, I had been practicing and, and, you know, and kind of reflection. I had been practicing those kind of ideals and the, that kind of mindset leading up to that. But I never heard the story of burning the boats and kind of leaving it all behind, giving yourself no way out but to succeed. And so I learned uh, or I read the story and, and everything and, and I'm in love with it. So that's the biggest probably learning lesson that I've heard is, man, go all in, right? Anything that worth that's worth doing is worth going all in for, right? Don't give yourself any distractions. Don't give yourself a plan B. Yes, there's times to deviate and adjust your course and adjust your strategies, but don't adjust what you're after. Don't adjust the big goal, right? Because you need to stay the course and be determined to get there. I would absolutely wholeheartedly agree with that. I mean, you have an A plan always. If your A plan happens to not work, you make a new A plan. But I was recently reading actually on social media about another individual who said the exact same thing. He said having a B plan is an insult to your A plan. And having a B plan is taking away your headspace and your energy and your intention from your A plan. So, I mean, I agree with you. When you're all in something, when, you're uni when I'm unifocused, that's where I've seen the most amount of success. I think it's something that, that, that all new investors should, should pay attention to. Obviously, there's, there's a time for everything. But once it's the time, Make it the time and give it that shot. Give it 100% and see what the results are. So Absolutely. And, yeah, absolutely. Go ahead. Go ahead. Was there something else you wanted well, to Well, I was going to say, just as an, as an instructor, like I've seen thousands of students come through uh, this extremely grueling course that requires co total commitment. It requires 100% commitment to get through, period. Right? And so I know, I can already tell, if I ask a student, hey, you know, Joe, whatever his name is, right? You know, what's your plan if you don't make it through here? And he starts to go in detail on what his plan is. I already know it's over. And I know yeah. a week later he'll be gone. 
and 99% of the time is what happens. So just wanted to drive that point home and uh, we can move on from there. Yeah, so great to hear another all-star powerhouse guy echo those words. I think it's really important. So again, special ops, pararescue in the Air Force, right? Then you're getting into instruction and now into real estate and brokerage. So how did you make that transition? What got you into real estate? I'm always very interested to hear what it was that motivated an individual with a different background to transition into the industry. Sure. So when I was kind of at the tail end of high school, I didn't have a car. My mom let me use her car. And in exchange for that, she said, here's some Dave Ramsey tapes. You're going to listen to these if you're going to use the car. I'm like, okay, well, I guess I'll do that. And so I listened to Dave Ramsey and it really resonated with me at the time. I was whatever, 17. And moving forward, that was my foundation. I'm going to avoid debt, right? I'm going to avoid debt at all costs. I had no idea about positive leverage or you know, using OPM or anything like that. Just avoid debt at all costs. So that was kind of how I lived my life all the way up until probably whatever, 27 years old. I'm 31 now. When I first got here as an instructor, you know, I never wanted a mortgage, never wanted a house. But my buddies were all buying houses and they were all kind of just organically appreciating here in San Antonio. It's growing quickly. And they, one of my buddies approached me and said, hey, Ben, listen, I know that you've been on Dave Ramsey. You've saved up some money. You've, you've kept your living expenses very low. Um, man, you should buy a house, really, seriously, buy a house, it's an investment, and I brush them off, brush them off, until I really kind of myself initiated and went onto YouTube and started researching, like, what's up with, like, buying a house, what's up with, um, you know, renting it out, and so from there, I was hooked, just like the same way I watched that YouTube video uh, when I was younger about Pararescue, I knew that this real estate was the next big thing, and it hooked me immediately, and I just binged on it, I just binged Man, Siri nice. thinks I'm talking to her all day long right now. <laughs> That's funny. Um, so I just binged on it like most people do, right? Re yeah, we got you. There we go you, again. You, you, it's the same thing. You were, okay, cool. Rescue was, was something that got your attention. You binged on that and went all in, and now it's real estate. Right. And sorry, Siri keeps trying to talk to me. She's just bugging me right now. It's all right. Uh, and so, yeah, I went all in, on, uh, all in on real estate, right? Read the purple book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, like everyone does got on bigger pockets, was just like devoted uh, every spare second into learning and learning and learning. And so I did have some money saved up just from being frugal for years. And I, I would say that to a lot of the, the listeners out there is, man, set yourself up for success. Keep your living expenses you know, down, set aside, um, set aside some time or not time, but set aside money for the rainy day fund or those investments or whatever it is, like live below your means, right? I'm all about an abundance mindset, but at the same time, right? Having that level of frugality, at least in the beginning, man, you're just gonna catapult yourself in your ability to deploy capital and invest, right? So, oh my gosh, where was I? I lose my train of thought, I get on these tangents. Yeah, no, Oh, so I pick up three houses, right, right. So like in the next 12 months, probably 14 months, I pick up three houses, two of them are Airbnbs. I'm doing short-term rentals and I'm fully managing them myself. Uh, because the Air Force Base is right here in San Antonio, Texas. And every Friday, families come from all across the ah, nation to come nice. to basic training graduation or boot camp graduation. And it's the only one in the nation. So they want a place to stay to cook little Johnny some food in the kitchen. And they don't want to stay in a hotel. So the Airbnbs worked out great. And I had one long-term rental as well. So that was great. I start researching more and more in real estate. And I realized, oh my gosh, like multifamily is the way to go. It didn't take terribly long to figure that out, the scalability. And, and it just was easy to understand. I think that's appealing to most investors. They can wrap their head around people living 
in a box, right? Some people like the triple net leases and some of the stuff, like it's not inherent to most just kind of retail investors that, hey, this is easy to wrap my head around, but with multifamily it is. And so it was attractive because I'm not the smartest. So it was easy to understand. Uh, so pretty quickly sold off all three houses to posture myself to make a multifamily acquisition. Um, learned more about the brokerage side and how that could really help me out. And the more I learned, the more I knew that it was gonna take me out of my comfort zone sure. and make me uncomfortable. Because up until that point, I had been really comfortable jumping out of planes into the ocean and riding in helicopters in Afghanistan and doing all this stuff. That was my comfort zone. Where I was uncomfortable is talking to people like you sometimes, right? It's like, that's where I got uncomfortable. And I knew that if I was going to grow and be successful, I had to go towards what made me uncomfortable. And being brokerage and meeting new people and self-initiating contact with people made me so uncomfortable that I knew it was what I needed to do. Sure. I mean, well, first of all, like we all know from a physio- physiology perspective, kind of like where, how you started, things don't grow unless they're stressed, right? And when something, when a body is left at rest, it stays at rest and actually deteriorates. So I would argue that being uncomfortable is actually a necessary component to growth. So good for you for, for making yourself uncomfortable. I would also tell you that, I mean, you have a natural personality. You have naturally, in, in my assessment of you as a person, the personality traits and the charisma and the charm to be successful. So even though maybe you don't see it, I see it, and, and I know that it'll serve you well. Well, thanks. I appreciate that. Yeah. You know, it's something I've had to like wrap my head around, you know, a little bit. Like all my, I tell all my friends, like I'm an introvert. I'd rather stay at home on a quiet night by myself and read. And they're like, you're, you're kidding, right? Like you're the most outgoing, like eccentric guy I know. Like there's no way that, you know, so it's weird. It's kind of like I have a perceived internal uh, introvert, but I do love meeting new people. So sure. it is what it is. Well, let's push you a little bit further out of your comfort zone, Ben. I want you to take the money, yeah. turn it around. You gave such a great you know, intro there about people wanting to should, should subscribe and give five stars and all that stuff. What questions do you have for Dan on top? Okay, number one, how do you get your hair to look so good? Because I've been working on it here, <laughs> but yours is kind of outdoing me here. No, um, I was thinking about this because I know you kind of switch it around sometimes on your guests, and so I prepared a little bit, and this is a little self-serving, um, but I would say, you know, you being a successful broker, what kind of three pieces of big advice would you have to a brand new broker starting out? Well, number one, and I would say the same thing to an investor starting out. I actually got a call yesterday from somebody who uh, was connected to me. They wanted to know uh, about my experience flipping houses, and I told them the same thing I'm going to tell you. Number one is find a mentor. Find the best person in the business you can and just listen to any everything that they say. I know that when I was a lot younger, I found a mentor, and, and his advice to me before he became my mentor was that you should find a mentor and make yourself dumb in front of them, meaning humble yourself. Don't show them what you know. Just grab onto them and learn from them. And thankfully, I made that person my mentor, and it was very impactful in my, in my journey as an individual. So number one is find a mentor and do whatever they say and just grow from them and connect to them. Uh, number two is make sure that the books that you read and the people that you associate yourself with are of the highest caliber possible. What we put into our mind and into our soul, it really affects who we are. And, and I firmly believe that the people that we spend time with and the books that we read have the biggest impact on where we'll be in five years. So that's that's really an, an important you know, a piece of, of the puzzle in, in being successful. And then 
you know, for a third piece of advice, I would say that whatever you do, go all in. Kind of exactly what you said before, Ben. And, and, and that is to say that if there's an opportunity in front of you, focus on that one opportunity. And don't, you know, I had this problem when I was younger. It was very difficult for me to unifocus. I'd be all over. I kind of had the, you know, shiny object syndrome. And what I finally realized that was when I focused on one thing until I was an expert in that one thing, I could grow and I could, you know, rise up and then I could try something else. And it really allowed me to leverage my abilities and to leverage my intellect to be more successful and more focused and grow more. So I would say find a mentor, right? Surround yourself with good people, read great books and unifocus. Ben, I really appreciate having you on the show. This was really a great time. Thank you for coming on, man. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you so much. Have a great day. I appreciate it, Dan. Ben Sanders, I'm Dan Lukowitz. This is Dan on top of all things commercial real estate. Appreciate everybody watching. Go ahead and subscribe, put a five-star review on there. And if there's anything I can do, please feel free to reach out. Looking forward to seeing all y'all soon.